and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen, joined as always, my co-host, Kyle Jans. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. Episode number 70, and we might be setting some records here for the shortest podcast episode in the entire series so far. <laughs> yeah. It was a choice that we made to cover it chapter by chapter, this book. Of course, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And today we're going to talk about uh, chapter seven. It's called The Ministry of Magic. And this is going to be the thing when we have one chapter episodes. If there's not a lot going on, i.e. this chapter might not be too much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, thing is, we split them up by page numbers. There's a decent amount of pages in this chapter. Yeah, but um, not not really a lot of uh, content per se. That's I'm just the thing. browsing through the um, I'm just browsing through the um, the episodes. Our previously short episode is 13 minutes. Uh, that doesn't count. That was, that was like our a bonus episode. Bonus we episode. forgot to say the book MVPs. Honestly, we might still hit it. So why don't we just get into it? And, you know, we'll take as long as we take. We're not going to go fast just for the sake of it. We're not going to, you know, cut things, try and drag things out for the sake of it either, though. So here we are. Chapter seven, the Ministry of Magic. So it's finally the day for Harry to have his hearing. So he gets up bright and early, 5.30 in the morning, and heads into a surprisingly populated uh, kitchen. There are a bunch of member orders and they're having discussions, but they are not saying anything important. We learn that Harry's hearing will be held by Amelia Bones, and we get a sense that she should be a fair, a fair assessor of the situation. And Harry and Arthur head out. They are going to be walking slash taking the train. Um, as per usual, Arthur is pretty fascinated by muggle technology. He gets a bit lost on the way there because he doesn't go this way. Uh, but eventually, we find the visitor entrance, which is through a telephone booth. Harry gets a visitor badge, and they enter the ministry. Harry has to get his wand checked. And then we get a lot of description of what the ministry looks like. A lot of description of what the ministry looks like. So we go on that little tour, and eventually we head to level two, where the magical law enforcement offices and Arthur's office both happen to be located. We run into Kingsley, who is pretending to not be on good terms with Arthur. And then we meet Perkins, one of Arthur's uh, direct co-workers, who informs us there has been a last-minute change and they have to rush to Harry's trial because it started basically five minutes ago. They rush to courtroom 10 on the way Arthur commenting he can't understand why they're doing it in this these courtrooms and not where they were going before. And Harry has to enter alone because Arthur is not allowed to come. Or if you want me to summarize it differently, Harry and Arthur head to the ministry and they change the venue and time. And no the one end. told them in advance the end. And so that let's talk about that because let's that is the, the only thing change. that happens. The only thing that happens is they're, the, they're in the ministry. Luckily, they're there early. They're chilling. And then we find out that the time and location have changed. So, like, what's the reason? Um, I, yeah, 
I guess if you're asking me, I you have to feel like Fudge or someone from the ministry yeah. is behind it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this all boils down to next chapter, we're going to have the actual trial and we're going to know that Dumbledore is speaking on Harry's behalf. And I think this is all a plan to not have Dumbledore appear. But again, this is one of those things where people forget that they're magic because, okay, let's say let's say Dumbledore doesn't get the time change. Okay, but Arthur gets it. Arthur is a fully grown adult wizard who can apparate places. Dumbledore also can apparate places. We know that they have ways of sending messages very fast because we had um, the whole letter situation earlier, which involved the time it takes for owls to send letters places. So like what? Maybe Dumbledore is 20 minutes late, max? Like what are we accomplishing? Harry has to be there. You can't, you can't have a trial of a wizard who's not there because he didn't know that you tamed the time. And it's not like he wasn't going to show up at the original time. Like, okay, let's pretend they don't get the message. We'll talk about that later. Let's pretend they don't get the message. Harry and Arthur head to Amelia Bones's office or wherever Amelia Bones was going to meet them. And um, they go there. And they get there and she's like, what the hell are you doing here? And they're like, what do you mean? We're going to hear for the trial. And they changed it. Oh, no. Can't believe it. We're leaving like guilty because you didn't show up for your trial that we didn't tell you they changed. What possible it, outcome can you get from this? It, that seems to be where they're going, though. It It almost seemed like that. If by having Harry no show, it kind of re- ruins his chance to essentially plead his case because i think having harry there that makes it worse for fudge like yes there's the argument that maybe he doesn't want dumbledore there but i specifically don't think he wants harry there either because harry's essentially going to have a pretty large audience in front of him to discuss that voldemort's back with this is what he's done this this is what dementors None of that bodes well for Budge in the long run. So I see it more from that from that perspective of trying to get Harry not to show up so that they could plead him guilty or whatever, ruin his reputation further. But I guess that's kind of the reasoning behind it. I I guess it goes a long way to their um, their previous discredit discreditation that's a word discreditation of of him just uh trying to make him appear like he's a he's a loose cannon can't even show up for his own hearing mm-hmm. but that's that's it that's all this is going to accomplish it's not a well thought out plan still because they were in the building and like you said it's just like i'm sure you've been to a class at some point in university or college or wherever where you go to a classroom and no one is there. And then they go, oh, no, the class has been moved to E12 or whatever. And then you go, okay. And then you go and walk to the other class. And you're just late. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they got, yeah. If they so were going to do this, late. they should have changed it to like a completely different location, like not within the same building. So I don't know. It just seems like a dumb plan. But I mean, if we're going to have a dumb plan, uh it's gonna come from fetch so yeah um i don't know anything else about the venue change like no 
There's, There's not, not a lot much else. This chapter sucked. This chapter sucked. This chapter feels like the reason that people don't like this book because I don't know how many pages it was off the top of my head. I can check here. Um, but we read 15 pages. Sorry, I got the exact number here. We read 14 pages. And nothing. literally the only thing that changed is that Harry got from point A to point B. With a little bit of description and other we got some, things. We got some cool descriptions of, of, of some magic stuff, which is cool to read if you're reading it for the first time, for sure. Like understanding magic is still always really exciting to see, but like now, dumb, yeah. dumb chapter. Um, okay. So our predictions of our last chapter were that they would go to the ministry and they would not have the trial. And we nailed it 100%. That was correct. Um, in terms of things that you forgot, what did you forget? I forgot that there was a time change and yeah, a venue so change. I. Like, I forgot basically the concept matter. of this entire chapter. Yeah, because it does not matter. Doesn't matter. That and then how Harry gets to the ministry through the telephone booth, which I think plays well for them in the future. They're going to need it later on in this book, I think. and probably again in the future series so yeah it's minor but yep what about you i forgot that they changed the venue like i don't know i didn't care i didn't care it's so inconsequential there's not even that many things that don't make sense in this chapter because nothing happens but i got one that i kind of want to talk about which is this is a world of magic where they got owls going around they have these like interdepartment memos they talked about that sort mm -hmm. of like fly through the fly air in through. your office so that the birds don't deliver, which is a good idea. There's no excuse for them having to rely on Perkins to deliver the message last minute to change it, that there's a change in the venue. Like there's there's got to be a better way for magical communication. Well, there should have been a memo in Weasley's office as soon as they arrived there with Harry, you would think. Well, I mean, again, they don't want Harry to know. So, yes, Why that sense, didn't it makes sense that Harry Perkins get did. notified when he checked in to the ministry? Well, like he yeah. had to like pre pre present his wand, get a badge. There should have been like, oh, by the way, we had to change it's the time moved. of your hearing. You'd think so. But how did they how did they attempt to notify Harry of this change? They didn't. Which is so, again stupid. So how do you have a credible trial with that? It's built on very it's built on a very shoddy foundation here. Yeah. Um, the only thing, two little things that didn't make sense to me. One, more comments and more questioning the way that characters are doing things. Um, Harry and Arthur, they opt to use the muggle transportation to get Harry to uh headquarters few episodes ago when the order was flying harry over i said why don't they just take a muggle transportation yeah, it was the obvious to there. Thing to so yeah the, the idea was there just using the wrong concept and the other thing is maybe harry told them about trains maybe they didn't know trains existed if you the other thing is if you go to court and you are potentially in trouble you need to put your best foot forward you need to look nice you need to have a good presentation what does Molly Weasley put out for Harry to present himself with for this very important hearing and trial? Jeans and a t-shirt. Why is he not wearing a dress robe, 
suit and tie, just something to look nice, Harry. You're fighting for your life here, literally. Like, you're not sure if you're ever going to be able to go back to your home again, which is Hogwarts at this point. Dress to impress, man. Yeah, good call. Good call. That's all. All right. Um, any other thoughts on this chapter? Just some, just small things. Um, Arthur, again, fascinated by the ingenuity of like an automatic ticket dispenser at the train station. I think it's just another way of kind of showing like how stunted like a magic person's mind is that they can't think about all the crazy things. things we're like why can't they just use magic to do this yeah and i think it's because they've never thought about it exactly they don't need to and yeah so it just prevents them from that uh in the descriptions there's a description of the fountain which is in, like the big main lobby it's wizards and witches and they're like kind of looking all heroic and they're above these non-creatures we see centaurs and house elves and stuff which i think is just kind of the way that they see themselves yeah. in, in the wizarding world so that was interesting the conversation which you alluded to between Shacklebark and uh, shacklebot and arthur is interesting and in how they're acting like they're shacklebolt shacklebolt that's it there you go <laughs> just the way that they interact yeah. with each other uh, i liked that and then the last thing is Arthur Weasley's office has X-Files vibes to it. Like he's, it does. It he's does. stuck in a cramped little office, no bigger than a broom closet. Like there, the department of misuse of muggle artifacts is the X-Files and the FBI. No one really cared for either. And they just kind of get crammed away to the side. Agreed. Uh, I thought they mentioned, the only other thought I have here is they mentioned that the ministry is all underground, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so they have enchanted windows so that it looks like you can see outside um, so that you don't feel like you're underground, which I thought was, that's a cool use of magic. That is neat. Um, kind of on that note, um, recently I live in Ottawa and there's the Diefenbunker Museum, which is like the big shelter that was made in case of a big nuclear war for yeah. you know diplomats and whatever to go to and it's it's the same concept it's literally built underground but there were no windows and i just think hey yeah that actually might have been nice so it's a yeah that would I'll, I'll give them some points for that not for being fascinated over ticket dispensers though correct uh any quotes you liked from this chapter um at the beginning you talked about the order members who were there who didn't really say anything important because they didn't, they were just kind of encouraging Harry. But one of the quotes is don't lose your temper said Sirius abruptly, be polite and stick to the facts. But that's just fun advice coming from a guy who can't do any of those things. Hey, take my advice. Don't expect me to take my own advice. Yeah. Uh, mine was like from like the first paragraph in the chapter basically, but Harry walked quietly down the stairs, past the heads of Creature's ancestors, and down into the kitchen. <laughs> and they're cleaning this place out. Why are they keeping the ancestors That's heads around? Should have been first to go, you first think. First to go. First to go. All right. LVP, MVP. I'm going to be honest. I don't have an LVP. That's fair. Um, yeah, no one's 
inherently bad or does anything to make the situations worse in this situation or in this chapter. I was going to say serious because his advice and encouragement to Harry was the least helpful, but I don't think that's, yeah. yeah. But let's, let's call it a wash. Let's give it to no one here. I agree. Like I, I thought about like, maybe we could give it to Fudge, but we don't actually know that Fudge did this yet. It's true. So we can, we can hold off. And if we learn for sure it was him, we can, we can reassess, but I'm sure there'll be better candidates going on. So MVP. It's not a great options either. Uh, where are you going? You could give it to Perkins maybe for informing Arthur, but I'm giving it to Arthur. He gets, not only gets Harry there safely, but he gets them there early and that extra time paid off very nicely for them. So heads up play, Mr. Weasley. Yeah, I'm also giving it, give it to Arthur too. And the reason... The reason they're there early is because Arthur realized that there was no benefit for Harry sitting and waiting in the house. Might as well get to the ministry, like distract him with something new. Like so that was a that was a, a thing to notice. But um, yeah, Arthur is the only person who really accomplished anything. So he gets it. It's a little bit of, uh, you know, by default win, but he can take it. Absolutely. So that leads us into chapter eight a hearing we'll do that next week do you have any predictions on that uh i got a bunch of predictions so i think amelia bones is out she will not be presiding over this hearing and it will be umbridge oh yeah obviously uh i'm uncertain that dumbledore is showing up to speak in harry's defense and i'm certain that mrs fig is going to be come out to testify which is going to piss fudge right off and he is going to throw some sort of tantrum. I'm not as clear that he's going to throw a tantrum. I'm, that's an educated guess that he's going to throw a tantrum because it seems like the kind of thing he would do. And uh, yeah, Harry's not going to be expelled. Yeah, I, I, you, you have it much more laid out nicely than I. I totally forgot about Umbridge, but I think you're totally right. I think you know you're right. I, um, I'm, I'm not again. I'm not a hundred percent sure, I, but I'm I, like pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she makes an appearance next chapter because I recall getting introduced to her before she come. She doesn't come into Hogwarts totally cold. She right. was introduced before. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of get that that sense of foreshadowing. Uh, I, I agreed, though, the hearing will be uh, Harry will be acquitted. Dumbledore will surely be there. I think Harry will probably mention Voldemort, mm. but it's going to Ooh, be that's a good laugh, But it's going to be laughed off or not taken seriously. Maybe yeah. that's where Fudge starts to throw his little hissy fit. Yeah. All these things are going to be related, I think. So interested to see. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know if we hit the 13 minute mark. You'll obviously know because you can see the time stamping on how long the episode is. That was a quick guy. Um, next week, I think we'll have a bit more to talk about. Yeah, uh, for sure. In the meantime, though, give us a follow on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread Podcast. We're seeing more and more of you getting a little follow, and we love it. So continue on, please. Yep, uh, we'll be back next week, Chapter 8, The Hearing. I'm David. That was Kyle. Bye.